Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Qui-Gon's death is literally the most meaningless thing now in Star Wars. It's like a meme at this point. Like, everyone just gets stabbed with lightsabers, and literally, like, my first interaction in the stream, literally, when she got stabbed, I'm just like, eh. She's probably alive. You'll probably survive. (laughs) Qui-Gon just be like, again? Yeah, so look, here's what I think. I think, first of all, it's absolutely ridiculous. Everyone keeps getting stabbed with lightsabers, and they're alive. You know, like Kylo... Forget Reva. Reva is like a god amongst peasants, okay? She is literally the invincible of the most invincible. She beats Superman. She freaking beats anybody in the world. And every, every villain morphed together with all the Infinity Stones. She still beats them. She still survives. And uh, she just comes back no matter what, okay? Reva got stabbed twice, once as a kid by Anakin Skywalker during Order 66. Survives. Got stabbed by Darth Vader. Survives. I, th- I think getting stabbed by lightsabers at this point is so meaningless where we used to live in a world where a lightsaber touches you and your like literal organs will will boil on the inside if you get remotely stabbed by it let alone stabbed all the way now because this is not letting me sleep at night i've been thinking about qui-gon and his death and what is the difference between Qui-Gon's death being stabbed by Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace and all of these other ridiculous stabbings in Star Wars? Sabine, she got stabbed to the right of the abdomen. She was obviously out for the count for a few days or however long she'd made a recovery. I can somewhat believe this. Kylo Ren was instantly healed. He had insta-heal, okay? We're not going to talk about the sequel trilogy because that'll just take me on another five-hour rant and we don't want to go there. Reva absolutely ridiculous i don't even think there's any logic behind that but that's what you get when you have joby harold and deborah chow directing and creating probably arguably the most important star wars show of all time since disney acquired star wars but we're not going to go there either because it's just ridiculous it's not even plot armor it's like writer's armor i i it's 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 they're smoking they're smoking the mj they're smoking the mary jane at this point on a serious note the only difference between qui-gon's death and everyone else was that he didn't have medical attention. And the fact that he was stabbed directly in the stomach, in the middle, probably severing his spine and going right through it and burning all of his organs. It wasn't like a quick... It was like that saber was in there for a while and it was probably cooking his organs for a good several seconds. I mean, I think it was in there for like one, two, three... Like, it was in there for a bit and then he took it out and Qui-Gon at that point, like, he was literally turning into a, you know, a, a, a barbecue at that point. It was a shish kebab. 
drop. So there's that, right? And then also the fact that he didn't go to a medical capsule or didn't go to any medical facility right away like all of these other people perhaps except for Reva because as she as I said she's a god but with him Obi-Wan had to fight Darth Maul for probably what was like I mean they were like cutting in between the fight to go to Anakin and Padme and this and that like like there was probably that was probably like a 15 minute fight at least and that's literally 15 minutes of Qui-Gon with like barbecued internals laying there probably pierced his lungs too I mean his lungs probably weren't working anymore and he was probably using all of the force that he could to be able to sustain his life now remember Qui-Gon wasn't part of the dark side he felt that if you die that that is the will of the force so he was ready to let go he was trying to hold on you know, he was using the force as much as he could, but he wasn't tapping into any hate or anger or anything like that and trying to stop the inevitable because he felt that was the will of the force. That's what the force wanted him to do. He was laying there for, let's say, 15 minutes while Obi-Wan and Maul are fighting and Obi-Wan's dangling down the ledge and, Ma and, and Qui-Gon's just there being like, can you, can you guys call someone? I know you're fighting for a while, but can, can you guys just... Help me. So I think at this point, you know, Qui-Gon is pretty much as close to dead as possible. It would be nice if Obi-Wan used force speed, but that wasn't really in the cards. Once Obi-Wan defeats Maul, he goes to Qui-Gon, and at this point, it's Qui-Gon's last breath. So I do feel like if Maul had died any sooner, if Obi-Wan was more powerful at that moment, he could have defeated Darth Maul. He could have potentially gotten Qui-Gon, you know, on his shoulders, using the force and just like sprinted out of there as fast as he could, hopped into a ship or something like that. And maybe, I don't know, R2 could have like, I I'm not really sure, hopped into a ship and maybe a droid could have been helped there to help him or something. I, I don't really know. There's, there's a lot more that could have possibly happened if he was able to defeat Maul, you know, maybe even 10 minutes, five minutes sooner, even a few minutes, perhaps I could have bought him some time, but at this point, he was cooked on the inside. Like, his spine was gone. It was severed. His lungs were probably burned. And he kind of met the same fate as Anakin and then again Vader, who got electrocuted and again cooked by Palpatine's lightning. So it's ironic in that sense where they both kind of, if you think about it, meet like a similar demise in a way where, you know, lightsabers are so hot that they're able to cut through anything. Remember the scene where, where Qui-Gon puts his lightsaber into the door to get to Newt Gunray? There is so much heat coming out of that hilt that it can literally slice through anything except for Beskar. And even with Beskar, as we saw in The Mandalorian Season 2, when Moff Gideon was hitting the Darksaber to the Beskar spear, it was still heating up so lightsabers are literally the coolest weapon ever they just slice through anything that you want imagine that heat going into a body like you're not just going to get a clean you know knife wound burn or, or cut you're going to get everything inside cooking that's probably one of the most fatal parts about it it's that you're literally burning from the inside Qui-Gon didn't have the luxury of Ahsoka showing up like Sabine and saving him you know uh, taking him to a medical capsule he was also right in the middle of his stomach you know you got your lungs you got your stomach you got your spine so it wasn't like off to the side or something like that you know maybe missing some vital organs or whatever unless you know you're as powerful as Reva and then you can just get it wherever you want and you're still okay you probably get her head chopped off and she'll be fine she'll just regrow it back or whatever like go and grab it and be like I'm going to use the Force to reattach it. I don't think Qui-Gon had the luxury that everyone else had. And with Sabine, I still thought it was difficult. I personally would have liked for her to have her hand or her leg chopped off. And, you know, that's not a big deal in Star Wars. You just get a new one, probably a better one. And it's more resilient. 
and durable for Ahsoka to show up right at that moment where maybe she was going to get the critical strike, kind of like what Anakin did with Obi-Wan in Attack of the Clones. When Dooku was about to kill Obi-Wan after uh, putting him on the ground by getting his knee, then Anakin jumps in the scene and saves Obi-Wan Kenobi. So and that's when he gets his double lightsaber. And he's like, Anakin. That was sick. So I kind of think like, yeah, it is ridiculous for sure. I'm on board with it. I think it's absolutely hilarious that all these people are just getting stabbed with lightsabers and it's totally fine now at this point. But at the same time, just to help myself sleep at night, I do understand that Qui-Gon Jinn didn't have the same sort of health care that everyone else had. You know, uh, Reva had the plot armor health care or what I, what I like to call the foolish writing health care or the forced writing health care. And no pun intended. And then Sabine had the fortunateness of Ahsoka showing up at the last minute. And also the luck that Shin Hattie wasn't, I guess, as precise as Darth Maul was or experienced to know where to strike exactly and just kind of haphazardly like put it in her at that moment. You know, I feel like if you stab someone with a lightsaber, man, you really want it to be over. You're just in. It's like, you know, it's like a, a hot knife in butter. It's just, let's just take it this way for a minute. Maybe do a couple zigzags. I don't know, like clean it up, something like that. But, you know, make sure that it's really, you know, the deal is sealed, right? But they don't do that kind of stuff. So I personally think that Qui-Gon Jinn, had he been impaled and then sent immediately to a medical facility with the top care of the Republic or the Jedi, I believe that he would have survived or, you know, if Rey was around to heal him. But I just don't think that he had that level of, first of all, wanting to survive because he felt it was the will of the force and his dying wish he wanted anakin to be trained i think more than surviving and i think he also thought that if i die and this is my dying wish then people will take it more seriously than if i live but then again if he lived he probably would have trained anakin things would have gone wouldn't have gone the way they did but they needed to go the way they needed to go because that was the will of the force it was the fate that anakin would turn into darth vader and that was his destiny your destiny and that was the way it was supposed to go so I truly believe that if Qui-Gon had the help that everyone else had, that he would have survived. But it just took him too freaking long. And I think a lot of people forget that. And again, this is just to help me sleep at night. A lot of people forget the fact that there was like a good 20 minutes after being stabbed and, and cooked. Like that lightsaber was... Maul was like, he put it in and was like freaking making sure that it's in there for a while, cooking all the insides up for, you know, Qui-Gon to really be dead. And uh, as powerful as Qui-Gon was... He sustained his life as long as he could to tell Obi-Wan that he needs to train Anakin. That's how important Anakin was to Qui-Gon, that he didn't just roll over and die right away. He was holding on as much as he could. This is just my theory, my, my Star Wars theory, my fan theory, that he was holding on as much as he could so that he could tell Obi-Wan, train the boy. He must be trained. He is the chosen one. Then he was okay with going. And in the end, it was the will of the Force because he ended up teaching Yoda how to commune with others into the Force, or how to commune with him into the Force, and taught him how to become a Force ghost. So all in all, I think, you know, uh, if we grant Qui-Gon Jinn the same sort of health care that everyone else had, that he would have probably survived. I do think it's ridiculous. I, I absolutely think that lightsabers are becoming a joke at this point where it's like you can get your hand or leg or limb chopped off and you'll still be fine. Now, in the case of Darth Maul surviving... And this is going to be a long chat. Darth Maul got the worst of it. He got sliced right in half. And I know a lot of people are like, well, why did Darth Maul survive? He's part of the dark side. 
how the dark side works is it's a cyclical cycle. Cool word. Cyclical cycle in the sense that when you feel pain, suffering, anger, you become more powerful in the dark side. That's why being in the dark side or being a Sith is not really a happy thing. You are constantly drawing upon the most horrible of emotions which don't give you a pleasant life. The happier you are in the, in the dark side, the weaker you are as a dark side user, as a Sith. So you have to draw upon your emotions, your anger, your hatred, your agony, your pain. And in doing so, then you will be strong. And so if you are feeling immense levels of physical pain and emotional pain, this is one reason why Vader was so unbelievably powerful, because he had all of that with Padme's death and with his own body and everything, emotional and physical. And same with Maul, the betrayal, the, the, the fact that Palpatine didn't want him anymore, Obi-Wan killed him, cut him down. And he knew he was better than both of them. I mean, you have to think, like, this is the first Sith in a thousand years. Maul killed a Jedi Master. And then he killed, well, he bested a Jedi Padawan. He killed both of them. One dude. And he was just toying with them and thought this was too easy and didn't see that this guy is actually going to jump over him and slice him. He just took him as a joke. He's like, ah, oh, this guy's nothing. He's not going to do anything. But he did. And he let his guard down. And that's why he failed. That's why he died. All of this anger within himself for his own actions and own oversight and ego that he actually was able to hold on. And that's the dark side. Qui-Gon didn't have that. Only Maul had that. And, of course, Reva, as a child, getting stabbed by Anakin Skywalker. Still lives. Ridiculous. I hope we get to see Hayden Christensen in the Ahsoka show, and I hope that it's going to be done right. I really, really do. I think it's, uh, you know, it's time Dave Filoni shines and shows us, you know, the George Lucas version of Star Wars. But, anyways, uh, apart from that stab, I think... The show is phenomenal. I really like the story. I really like where it's going. I like how Dave is creating a new galaxy. And I have more thoughts about that in another video. Let me know what you think about this. Uh, do you think it's absolutely ridiculous? Are you over lightsabers really having no cause or effect on people anymore? Or are, do you kind of understand it? Be like, yeah, whatever. It's no big deal. Let me know in the comments down below. Find me on Star Wars Theory Podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes, as well as on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Star Wars Theory. Love you guys. Catch you in the next video. And may the force be with you.